0: Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to episode unknown because I have lost track of the amount I of know. times. <laughs> We've
1: been on a good roll. I think we hope that you are enjoying these episodes if you are a recurring listener, watcher, yes. yeah. Um let us know because if there are any specific topics that you want us to discuss or anything, any thoughts that you have, we really want to know. Um all feedback is welcome, so yeah definitely let us know how you're finding the podcast um but today is today new year's day can we say today. happy new year at this point <laughs> i think we should yeah
0: because <laughs> it is the, i think it's the first of january <laughs> 2024 though
1: Ooh. first of january on a monday as well Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the stars are a little bit too aligned it's exciting though a new year i think is always very exciting To be honest, I'm very, very glad to see the back of 2023, I cannot lie.
0: (laughs) I feel like it was quite a nice year. Like it was, it's, you know, every year is going to have like its absolute dumps. (laughs) But I feel like it was still like a really special year for you.
1: It was, yeah, actually, I think I'm focusing a bit too much on the negatives. I literally got married, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what though, I've still got my wedding coming up. Mm-hmm. this year 2024 so that is like what is in my brain right now Is like obviously i i've had my nikah which is an islamic marriage but in terms of like our legal ceremony and our main wedding day we're still in the midst of planning that so i still feel like i'm getting ready to get married it's, yeah. it's a really strange period to be in but um yeah 2023 definitely had its challenges but it also did have its high points. so um yeah, all I can say is I'm I'm very much looking forward to the new year, looking forward to just what well, the new year actually for me is gonna be very it's, it's my first year not having a job. What the hell? Is oh my going? god, I just realized
0: that as well. That's so exciting. That's like a whole year of just like opportunity.
1: Yeah, I know what's terrifying though is the fact that like I have no idea where I'm gonna be like this time next year. Like actually no clue. Because I feel like when, just for context as well, I just dropped it in there, but I was actually made redundant recently in my full-time job, so I'm no longer a corporate girly, and, or a nine-to-fiver, I'm just swimming along, finding my own way at this point. Um, so yeah, it's just been a huge life adjustment, and, trying, and I guess because it's come at this time where we're literally entering a new year, I think... In more ways than one, I'm trying to like make adjustments in my life and stuff, and it's just weird knowing that I don't. There's obviously I have goals and things, but there's no. I have no way of knowing like where my year is going to end up because there is no defined. There's no like part of my life that is defined right now, like I.e. having mm. a job <laughs> that is just
0: consistent. I feel like that says a lot about how much are we let our jobs and our like. The thing that fills up the most of our time, like define everything else, because I just heard you say that. I just heard you say, obviously I'm listening to you, but what I heard (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) What what I heard was that, okay, you feel like completely undefined about this time next year. Um, like a year from now. And like in my head I'm thinking, well, surely like you've got goals or like things you can work backwards from. But then I thought, well, a lot of those actually come from, okay. Well, if I get to exposition at work, then I can think about going on this holiday, or then I can think about picking up this hobby because I would feel more accomplished, or what you know, like things like that.
1: Yeah, it's about your salary increasing, promotions, like how your career is developing. Whereas now that's all gone. Gone, Like now I'm on my own. Now I have to kind of. It's like you're you're you go from being put on a path and being sat on a path that's kind of carved out for you in a way to like mm-hmm. literally having to create your own I think that is the difference and that's like the terrifying part but also very exciting thing yeah it's very just exciting the freedom. and
0: then saying that actually have you so I know that you're really good and into manifesting because I watched your videos actually before I even met you um oh. but <laughs> um what how many of your like manifestations or if any did actually come back down to your career in what way like did you ever manifest things that were related or dependent on your career
1: I think so Mm -hmm. but so there was a stage of well there was a big period of my life where I was manifesting without even realizing it like there were things I was doing and it was only when I look back now I realized what I was doing without knowing because we all are I think like when it comes to manifestations so for example when when I was applying to unis and when I got into uni I genuinely think I manifested that like the uni I got into because I wasn't even at school for half the year like of my final year of my A levels I wasn't there I was in hospital and that was like a very tricky time of my life where it was so easy for me to have not got into uni not got the grades I needed and just had to like reset the year for example like that was the big there was just so much going on in that period of my life and i actually have a whole youtube video like dedicated to that because it was actually quite traumatic but it was like a story time that i did because my experience at sick form in particular was a really awful one for so many reasons but i still managed to get like my end goal i still achieved it despite like all the stuff that happened during that period of time and a big part of it was i think the manifestation and like how how i actually Achieved what I wanted to mm-hmm. despite all the odds in my head like it was, it was almost like an impossible task like me actually yeah. getting to uni that year like it genuinely was so things like that I guess in a way it's career related because without then going to uni getting the grade I got at uni for my degree then I wouldn't have got my grad job so it all did have like a knock-on effect um but at that time I didn't realize I was manifesting I didn't realize that the things I was doing were related to that yeah and I think like also when it comes to manifesting is people obviously have very different like interpretations in terms of like what what, who they're speaking to are they speaking to god are they speaking to the universe Are they speaking to a genie in a bottle like it there's very like different ways that people interpret it but i think like the form the way in which you do it can be like the same there's also different forms of manifestation and so when i bought my flat i used visualization meditations and like a very different form of manifestation and I genuinely feel like manifesting played a part like me actively at that point I was actively doing it and I knew what I was doing and I knew there was a goal and I was doing it for a purpose um and that definitely played a part in me actually getting my flat because I got it in the middle of COVID and again there was such a huge like there's only so barriers and I still and still I think I it. yeah I think I remember telling you about like how awful my experience was with my solicitor and like there was just so much that kind of went wrong at that time but I still pulled through and it still happened. And there's also an element of like just fate and things happening because they're meant to happen. Like I also believe in that a lot. Like if something is genuinely meant to happen for you, it will also happen regardless. But I do also think there's it, there's a balance of things that have to happen. Like when you're when you have a goal and you're trying to achieve something, you obviously have to put the work in that like, you're not going to get anything just by asking the universe for it. Yeah you have to put the work in but then you also have to be really intentional with your, your thoughts and emotions and your how you behave in relation to that thing like if you're this is basically the definition of manifestation but if you're like constantly worrying about it not happening or thinking of it not coming into fruition or you not having that thing then you're just not going to get it because <laughs> that's like this that's the level you're at not having it but if the point of manifesting is to put yourself in a position where you're actually excited about having it you already feel like you've got it you have no doubt in your mind that you're going to achieve it and you do everything you can to achieve it but then your mind doesn't get in the way of you actually achieving it in the end as well because I feel like that happens to a lot of people and it happens to me too like I've never I've never always gotten everything I wanted but I know the things I've got are because I've I've done certain things that are manifestation related that have got me to that point.
0: And I think it's like, it's super interesting because like when you say there, you haven't got all the things you wanted. And I think about that too. Like there's so many things I've wanted in my life and I've not gotten all of them. And I always, I'm the s- same as you. I always think, you know, there's there's a reason for everything. And I love th- the really comforting thought that's kind of kind of related to manifestation, I think is when opportunities that you want don't come to you it's like something that wasn't actually for you and I I have trouble with that sometimes with because sometimes I can really like I can really feel how much I want something and when it doesn't end up being for me I'm like okay so is this a lesson on is this a lesson on like having confidence that I can still have those same feelings for the things that are meant for me like I can't let this missed opportunity or this failure take away from like my willingness to still believe that the other things i want for myself i still like deserve them and they'll still come to me like is it a lesson in that way or is it just kind of like life just like playing out and you know just you know like you say like fate just writing itself there because i really struggle with like the flip side of manifestation when like things don't happen but you want them to happen as well but i used to think all of this was such woo-woo probably (laughs) I want to say like early 2022 I remember having a conversation with my friend I asked her I was like so what do you think of manifestation (laughs) like do you believe in it (laughs) and I remember at the time thinking like is she gonna think I'm crazy for bringing this up and I just started binge watching like all these YouTube videos and the thing I struggle with manifestation is that a lot of the discourse online is a lot of like young like American girls talking about it which always makes me feel like I don't know like it's not like it's not legit almost not that what young people say isn't legit but it's more like I find it hard to like believe especially with manifestation being so like such a spiritual and almost science-backed thing I almost find it hard to believe when I can't see like everyone talking about it and everyone talking about the different ways you can manifest as well like you've touched on that there's so many different ways to manifest things and I, I can see that now having like learned a lot about like goal setting visualization um, I had a very similar experience with vis- visualization because when I was applying for my grad job I was told directly to my face that something wouldn't happen like it was impossible for it to happen and then a couple months later it happened and I ended up getting the thing the very thing I wanted that I told was completely impossible and I used to sit and I think it was just obsession. I thought it was obsession (laughs) like I would just sit and like visualize myself it was my grad job in Edinburgh like I would visualize myself going into the office I didn't even know what the office looked like going into the office like meeting my friends getting coffee in the morning like doing my work Having like a new little notepad to do all my like to-do list. I can remember like the specifics of what I used to think about. And probably very similarly to you. I was like accidentally like manifesting something I really wanted. By being <laughs> so obsessive over it. But it's so interesting now. Because like if I. I've like lost the ability and like will to do that now. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm like. I've grown up a little bit more. And I can like see. Like I can see sometimes like how. I don't know like realistic I have to be with things um but then it comes back down to what you said about like if you can imagine something not happening in your head you're putting that chance of it not happening like out there as well yeah
1: but I understand what you're saying because I'm quite similar so when I was younger I think the reason why I manifested so easily and without realizing is I was such a daydreamer just by like just by nature I would always be in my own head and like just imagining different scenarios and just I feel like that was a bit of an escapism for me and I just I did that but then not realizing that all these positive like scenarios that I'd make up in my head and they'd come to life but I never really realized that there was a correlation between me genuinely like obsessing over these things and like constantly thinking about it or creating these scenarios to it like actually playing out in real life um and that can happen negatively as well Mm -hmm. like if you if you think about, like, bad things or, like, worry something bad is going to happen, like, that can manifest in your own life as well. So you have to be quite careful of, like, the things you focus on. It, it does come true. So, yeah, I, but as I've gotten older, obviously, the, I don't have that. There's I don't have that. I don't know if it's a personality trait or what. Like, I just don't daydream as much. Like, I guess there's just too much more going on in my well, days. I was just
0: about to ask you, like, does growing up kill our like daydreaming ability does it make us like less creative because we see like the realities of the world yeah
1: yeah I don't know what it is because I definitely I, I don't know if it's just like life gets a hold of you when you're an adult as in there's not there's not that much going on in your life when you're little in terms of like you go to school you have your exams you have your friends maybe dramas there but in terms of like the amount that you have to, like, have on your plate and deal with and juggle as an adult, it does take away a bit of the magic out of just, like, yeah, you don't really have the time, I think, to just Mm -hmm. escape unless you're sleeping and it's a genuine (laughs) dream, do you know what I mean? there's There's not really many times in the day where you can just sit down and conjure up some imaginative, like, imaginary dream of like what you want your reality to look like. Yeah. I feel like it is a bit of a childish thing in a way. Not in like a negative way, but just in like that's what kids do versus. Yeah, there's as no an ceiling adult. on things. Yeah. yeah. Kind
0: of reminds me of like scripting. I've heard of scripting as well. When yeah. you kind of like write down all these like wildly imaginative, imaginative scenarios that you want to come come to life in like your own real life. I feel like that is like the adult version of daydreaming potentially. Because you have to sit down and think about the impossible most impossible dreams you have and like write them as if they were real
1: (laughs) you just made me realize I actually did that when I was getting the house that I bought
0: did you what did you do
1: scripting so I would literally write out as if what my life looked like and I actually that's actually crazy I forgot I did that
0: oh my god you're actually just like manifesting all the time and not even clocking it (laughs)
1: But I think, so at the time I did, when I was doing it, it was intentional, but like you forget about it sometimes. Like, yeah. And I think that's the important thing. You have to like let go a little bit of like, you know, you have to know something is going to happen, trust in it, like actually do whatever method you're doing. So visualizing, scripting and just like, I think the reason you do these things as well, like visualizing, imagining it or writing it down is because you have to be so specific when you're trying to, get something to actually come into your life yeah if you're very general you might actually manifest something but in the form that you didn't want it so and you might not even realize that you manifested it because when it comes into your life you think that's not what i want like why is this happening but actually you did you just weren't specific or it was something that you were thinking of that's but you very weren't interesting you weren't like pinpointing enough to the point where your the reality is actually what you want to come into your life so yeah when you write it down, you make it so clear and you actually write down what a typical day looks like when you've got that thing or when that thing is involved in your life. Then when you know that you can picture it really clearly and you and you have that image, but then you also accept that image as it's true and it's happening regardless of anything else. And then you kind of let it go. I feel like I sound really woo-woo like even talking about no, it. No,
0: no, honestly you don't. Because Well, I say you don't, it's probably because... I've gotten into it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I used to think is <laughs> but it was but it's more like it is like a level of self delusion where like you wholeheartedly believe that something is for you, and then it just happens. And I saw somewhere on the internet, I came across this analogy about the whole letting it go thing, and it really helped me understand how to let something go. Um, and it was this lady, and she was talking about basically like if you if you had like an Amazon Prime subscription or something and your order every day is your current set of habits um and because your current set of habits you've had them your entire life your like algorithm knows what you're going to order every day so it's like really easy to prepare and give it to you so like your order every day does arrive the next day and you just get it and like you just make the same order and blah 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 keeps keeps happening and she was saying like when you're trying to achieve either new goals or you've got like new aspirations for your life you put that in you put that order into amazon so just sticking with this like amazon analogy she was saying like with manifestation okay so you for example you scripted out this order and you've got all the details in it and you've checked out and the order is confirmed it's up to amazon to now find that thing and send it to you but because it's like not part of your daily routine your algorithms now trying to find something new for you going to take some time to find it because you know that's just the algorithm which is I think a mini analogy for life <laughs> um and you just have to know that you've placed that order you've checked out you have paid the money the order is confirmed you can track it we can't track it in real life um but it's coming and like you've done what you needed to do you scripted it and you placed the order now let amazon do what it has to do and I guess like amazon is like the Person that represents maybe like the universe, yeah. Um, and your new orders are just like new habits or new goals that you're trying to achieve. And I really like that analogy because it really helps me understand like like at what point I let go, um, at what point I keep like scripting or keep trying to keep that goal in my head as well. Um, but I think letting it go also, I also think is really important because I think the more you obsess, and again, I'm gonna sound rude as well, but like the more you obsess over something. The more you keep it like in the confinement of your head rather than like letting it become like real
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's still just like a figment of your imagination that you're holding on to versus like letting it become real life if you're obsessing and you're excited for it I think that's a different thing because it's like that matches the level of energy that you need because you're you know going to be excited coming. when you get it yeah, yeah. so that's where you're going to be at when you actually receive it whereas if you're obsessing over it but you obsessing because you don't like you keep checking the order seeing if it's been shipped or you don't you don't really know like you don't fully believe that it's coming and you're just like unsure and obsessing thinking of it that's a lack mindset and that's that's you thinking that's you operating out a, in a place where like you don't actually think it can be reality
0: yeah and I think so on my journey from thinking all of this was woo woo to now believing every single Every single bit I feel about it. Um, I, one thing I really like about learning about this kind of, I don't know, area of life is the actionable and practical stuff that you can do like daily to help believe it, help stop thinking it's woo-woo. And one of the things that helped me to, because I was, I, I had a really bad like scarcity mindset. I still do sometimes, very up and flow, um, but I, I came from a very specific place of just always thinking that the things that I wanted for myself would never like be mine Um, and like you said there when you're all you can focus on in your head is like all of these things that you don't have like you just said you'll never be able to like meet the universe at the place that it's able to give you all the things that you do want and the way to try and like swap that mindset and I like try and stop focusing on what you don't have and we've spoken about like gratitude practices before but gratitude practices actually all they mean is that you just change what you think about every single day so like when you wake up instead of thinking about oh I wish I had a nicer car to drive to work in you think about how you can actually get to work in a car versus public transport. yeah versus something else or you know like there's always elements of things that you have that you can be grateful for there's so many things in life to be grateful for full stop um but it's like changing what you actually focus on because that that in itself and I think I've spoken about this analogy before it's like the whole red car thing like if you think about a red car all you start seeing is red cars because that's just like how your brain works So if you start thinking about like the things that you do have in your daily life, you don't have to sit there and like meditate and like write down pages and pages of gratitude. It's just that one thought you have to flip and you have to try and flip it every day. And like, you'll see yourself that you just become that person that like automatically feels grateful sometimes. And like, I've become that in the weirdest way. Like I would have not predicted because I'll be taking the bins out and I'll be like, grateful that I like have a flat that's like got a bin that's full of like food cuttings and stuff from all the meals I've made from the week and I get to like go and take it out it's just really random like moments oh, of gratitude so that nice. I
1: find what the hell? that's what I mean <laughs> I don't know if I've reached that stage because <laughs> I I'm so grateful for the things in my life but there are some things that you know like you just naturally get frustrated over and mm. Takes on a lot more effort for me to like reframe the mindset, but that's so nice that you can do that quite easily with something as stinky and horrible as a bin. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it, I don't know. It's like certain moments. Obviously, it doesn't happen all the time, and I'm not this super calm, grateful person at all. um But it happens so much more often than it ever did before. I, I, think I can't remember.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I I that's the, the point. Is even just like increasing it a little bit because it grows as well. Like the more it's things like that are infectious I feel like the same way as like misery like breeds breeds company yeah so it's it's almost like the more you go to one side of the spectrum the the easier it is to like keep going down that path whereas if you're on the other side then you constantly think of the negatives and things it's just so easy to like just breed more of that think more of that and like and the weird part is when you're more negative and you're more like thinking of those things, and then those things happen in your life, and then it gives you more reason to be negative, yes. and then and you just end up in this constant cycle, and then you get people that just complain about how catastrophic their life is and how things just like keep like bad things keep happening, and then they have more things to complain about, and it's just like at some point you've got to break the chain. <laughs> at some point you've got to like like just find a way to stop focusing on those things because we all have like horrible things happen in our lives like it's I don't think there's anyone on the planet that really like could say at any stage of their life that they've they've never like come across like something difficult or something like bad has happened to them or they've had something that they've like challenging that they've had to deal with it happens to us all but I feel like yeah the, you're just like more prone to it I think if you're you just have yourself yeah and yeah you also surround yourself with people that's another thing like the company that you keep is you have to be so careful with if you're wanting to like if you're wanting to manifest great things in your life and you've got a bunch of people around you who are constantly gossiping backbiting like just generally like maybe toxic like negative people to be around then you're gonna find that a lot harder because I feel like you kind of can get sucked into that a lot Yeah, if you're around those people a lot more
0: I think you're right I think it's like when you're surrounded by that environment you either become part of that environment or you feel guilty because you're surrounded by so much negativity um and I used to feel guilty sometimes when like friends come like if a friend complained and obviously like friends can have open conversation and it's really healthy and stuff like that but sometimes I remember feeling guilty that like if a friend complained about something it would bring me down to the point where like I didn't actually want, I didn't want to hear it sometimes and like I knew it would infect or like it would affect, infect, affect the rest of my day or like it would affect like the way I think about something because I can, all I can hear about like this one thing is negativity. So I think it's also important to acknowledge if you are surrounded by maybe friends who just complain a lot or do have bad things going on, like it's okay to actually just maybe just prioritize your own kind of I don't know brain space and like how much you can take of that because it really does affect how you think about things and the kind of goals that you'd want to set for yourself even if you feel like it doesn't um because yeah your environment really does influence I think the kind of person that you are and the, and the kind of goals you think that you're capable of setting and achieving for yourself
1: isn't there a saying that um you are the average of like the five people closest to you something similar to that where whoever you spend the most time with generally that the average of those five people so if they are like complainers or they're quite negative they have like bad self-talk maybe or they just maybe they even project like their own insecurities there's ways that they manage their own life quite poorly that can and it's not even like I don't even sound silly in the sense that, like just because someone else like manages their life one way doesn't mean that you can be friends with them. Like people can have differences and stuff. I think it's there's a level beyond that where it's like to the point, like like I said before, people have stuff going on in their lives, and yeah, you as a friend, you want to listen, and support people, but then there's there's that, and then there's another side of the coin where people maybe, they just, nothing like catastrophic has happened, but they're the type of person that, like, any little minor inconvenience is like such a huge drama and like difficulty, and they have to just make a m- mountain out of a molehill, that kind of person. Yeah. And I feel like when you spend your time around people like that, then you, it does affect you as a person. Then you start thinking like things in your life, like things feel more difficult than they should be, or maybe your mindset shifts a little bit more into more similar to theirs just because you're around that so much and I feel like it's really difficult when you can't get away from people like that or you're in a situation where like maybe you even live with people that are similar like that way of life um so there are like different scenarios that you can find yourself in where like you have to kind of act in certain ways to get yourself in a position where you are surrounded by people that are quite healthy-minded and positive and have a good outlook on life and things um friends i think are a bit easier to kind of cut off or distance yourself from because there's not there's no real tie like you don't you know like family versus friends like especially if you're living with people in their household i used to get a lot of like messages actually about um these girls are messaged saying that their mum like picks on them and like obviously like quite critical but then also like you know family dynamics are just not always that healthy sometimes so when you're constantly surrounded by people like that maybe they're super judgy I feel like in our community is very much that um sense of like judging others a lot judging your kids a lot and then um these and it's quite funny because then even when I see on TikTok these days I've seen some TikToks of some girls being like, you can tell who are are the girls that are going to grow up to be the aunties. (laughs) Because it just like filters through. Because when you spend your time around those people, and it can't be helped, like your own parents or your family members doing this, and then you kind of take on that role in your adulthood. But I feel like you just need to be aware that that is happening and that you are kind of being molded by your environment, and you have to make a conscious choice of whether to actually. If it's an environment that you can't escape from or, like, get yourself some distance from, you just have to acknowledge that there's a difference between their mindset and yours and you have to make a very... You have to just kind of set those boundaries, I guess. Um, But mentally, if you can't do them physically.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's actually one of my goals for this year, this brand new spanking year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to surround myself with people who are, like like 10 levels above me (laughs) like I want to try and put myself in an environment that I want to like be part of my future and I actually don't know how to do that especially like especially knowing that I'd have to kind of do that online like I don't know how I would do that in real life but then I don't know if that just comes back to like oh am I just trying to stay comfortable by trying to like want things to fit into like how I do life now
1: Well, I get, yeah, in a way, because if you're trying to fit your new life into your current life, then you're in your current life, right? But I get what you're saying. Like, I have a similar goal in terms of, or like something that I've just been thinking about a lot in general. I saw this video a bit bit ago about how if you're like the richest or the most intelligent person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Yeah. And that. that really resonated with me because I never really, like... I feel like my imposter syndrome and my insecurities get in the way of me allowing myself to enter rooms that I feel like I'm not good enough to be in. So if I was to be the person that's less intelligent or anything like just more inferior, or if I felt that way, I wouldn't allow myself to be there because I feel like I shouldn't be there. But actually your mindset should be the complete opposite. You should be entering spaces where you want to go Even if you're not quite there yet, whether that's mentally, physically, like if you're trying to like grow your money pot and you're not as wealthy as these people, but you want to learn how to be and you wanna be in that space where surrounded by people like that, you have to go for it. You have to actually put yourself in the positions. And I feel like that is actually a part of manifesting as well. You're essentially putting yourself into the next step before even reaching it. Yeah. And and I think that's like a physical form of manifesting something because by doing that, like so many things happen as a result. Like you learn so much because you're around the people that are already in the position that you want to be in. You have that better outlook because instead of being surrounded by people that are not at the stage where you want to be, then your only your mindset is going to shrink and your your potential or your the opportunities that you think of are going to be a lot smaller because you're not around the people that have achieved huge huge things that you're actually trying to achieve and realize is possible so there are so many things so many benefits to actually like breaking out of that imposter syndrome or that inferiority complex and and actually putting yourself in those spaces but the question is how do you do that because that's still something that I I don't quite know like how to overcome because you know when you're not at that stage yet like how do you find those places to be in do you know what I mean
0: I'm glad you brought this up because I actually so when I did, um, I took part in some induction training for some new graduates for the firm you used to work, in. <laughs> um, and we and one of the big pieces of advice I gave them was like you should always strive to be the dumbest person in the room, um, and you know what you just said there about like not allowing yourself to enter these rooms. I feel like I kind of half do that and half don't because. I convince myself that I am the dumbest person in most rooms, but I don't know. If I am actually. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Even but when I don't you're know not. if I actually am. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't know if I've stopped myself from getting into the room, but I have just convinced myself that I'm not good enough to be there. Um, but one way I actually was gonna try and do it this year, it's a very small way, but it's whenever I'm in London or if I'm in any kind of new area, even you know here in Edinburgh. I'm gonna try and work in really really posh upscale hotel lobbies.
1: <laughs> I love that for Because I
0: feel like that's I feel like that's a good way to not only just observe the people who are like coming and going and like seeing just seeing them like how they're dressed what they're doing trying to eavesdrop on their conversation maybe why they're here stuff like that but I feel like that's also a great way to like just bu- I don't know what the phrase is bump shoulders or brush shoulders with People who are living, probably living the life that I want to live in terms of like, I don't know if they're like remote working there or they're like there for some kind of meeting, you know, whatever lifestyle or like stage of life they're in there, I can like intercept that by being in the hotel lobby for like a couple hours. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I almost feel like what gets in my way is the idea that, so if I was to do something like that, and that's something that I think about a lot as well. So once I gave, that's a bit of a joke but I kind of wasn't joking as well I this girl asked me for this is like dating advice though she asked me like where where to find a man or like how do people find people in this day and age it's quite difficult and as a joke I was like just go to a rich neighborhood and sit in a coffee shop and you can bump into someone there and I was kind of like if you want a certain type of person then you got to go to certain type of places to See yeah because I mean? like they have confidence. hobbies yeah but then on the flip side i'm like okay so i and this is in a business sense now I'm not in a dating sense but if i was to go to somewhere that i knew rich people were that people type of people that are in positions that i want to be in but i just sit there and i'm the type of person that's too afraid to like strike up conversation with someone i would never like just approach someone or and even when someone approaches me i'm just so awkward so i feel like I, that's a barrier that i need to like Mm. fix first in terms of just being less socially awkward I don't know what the term is but I'm just so like in my own shell a bit that even if I went to those places I would just sit there silently and not interact with anyone and probably glean nothing from that experience
0: I hear you I feel you I kind of relate to completely <laughs> but also I want to challenge you on what you just said there about fixing it first before you do it yeah. because that is something I feel like we've touched on in a previous episode. We cannot like we will never like people like us who overthink and like focus on like the things about us that make us not good enough, blah blah blah. We will never move forward if we try and do something that we think is necessary to do before we get to that stage. Like you saying you need to fix your like I don't know, like I guess that's kind of self-confidence or self-assuredness first, you're just you're just putting a blocker to actually just going to that hotel lobby and working there because you can go to the hotel I'll be like as many times and just have to deal with like like this is what I've told myself. I'm just going to deal with the fact that I'm going to have awkward conversations with people because I'm so awkward when I'm networking and when I'm like hate meeting it. new people. <laughs> yeah, I know I hate it, but I'm going to hate it less the more often I do it. And like there's no way for me to become used to doing it if I don't just go and like bring put myself in that situation and just like hate the first few times of doing it. Um, and I did it a couple of weeks ago in London and I did exactly what you said. you were going to, I just
1: sat there. <laughs> <laughs> I can already picture yeah, myself doing it before I even like
0: headphones on, like yeah. staring. I actually got some good work done, but still, um, you want to look like open and like receptive to maybe someone being like, I don't know, just someone trying to strike up a conversation with you. Um, so I think you just have to do it. And I think we mentioned it in a previous episode as well. It's like, it's all about the action. It's not like we can't think too much. We can't too, put too much thought into doing the first step perfectly. We have to make, oh my God, it's like sloppy action. It's that thing that was going viral on TikTok. Like imperfect action is better than perfect inaction because perfect imperfect action is actually going to take you forward and perfect action is going to just keep you Stuck, at home. Yeah. Like wanting to do it, but never actually doing it
1: yeah I think you're right I think so this whole sloppy action thing I actually really believe in like just taking any form of action instead of just being stuck where you are but I feel like I find it a lot easier to do that when people aren't involved because (laughs) when people are involved and then I mess up or I say something stupid or like that'll live in my head forever and just the thought of that stresses me out so badly so I almost think that so say if I did go and took that sloppy action and just went anyway and then I had like an awkward encounter that was obviously very much my fault.
0: No, it's not always your fault. Again, so you're trying to like make it your fault. Well,
1: in my head. Yeah, in your it, head, it's always going to be I, Yeah, because I know how awkward I can be. I would assume that, yeah, it was, let's say in this scenario it was my fault. But then I already knew that was going to happen because I know that I can just get a bit uncomfortable in those situations. Then how do I, if that's happened, then how do I fit? I feel like I'd still be in the same position where like I'm still awkward and I still don't know how to fix it. So I'm just now going out publicly, creating situations for myself to be awkward in. But then how do I learn from it? I don't know.
0: Well, you, well I don't have the answers. Like the answers lie in you doing it more often, honestly.
1: But that's what I mean. The more often I do it, I don't know.
0: You would get better though. Like there's there's no situation in where in which the more you do something, the worst. The
1: worst. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm myself up. The more I do it, the more yeah. embarrassing I'm. Gonna and be. I also
0: feel like, <laughs> I also feel like you're you're definitely giving like what I'm getting from you is that you really need like proof of like an end goal or an outcome before you do <laughs> <get> something
1: <laughs> i think so too. or do you
0: need to like venture into the unknown yeah,
1: i hate the unknown i think that's my real issue same i at I least need something to draw from like someone else's experience or something like i feel like i operate like that a lot in a lot of situations mm. but
0: the way i try to make myself feel better about like having knowing that those like awkward uncomfortable moments with strangers like i know it's gonna live like rent-free in my head But the way I make myself okay with it is that I convince myself it's going to be like, it's going to be this funny story I'll be able to tell when someone's asking me how to make connections in a hotel lobby. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like,
0: and I can be like, look, look, man, one day I was there and I completely messed up. I like dropped a fork on...
1: It's for the plot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's for the plot. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Dropped a fork. (laughs) I think I need that mindset more often. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, it's for the plot
0: yeah and because like also at the end of the day one a, even a handful of awkward conversations is not going to end anybody's world it's also what I've taken away from having awkward conversations is that it always makes you seem and be like a very human about a situation like I understand that it's awesome to be able to be like polished confident and like I don't know, really well put together when you're making new connections and you're networking t- with people. I know that's like a really nice thing to be, and I, I I do strive to be like that. But I also do appreciate in myself that it just makes me a lot more human when I when I do like fumble my words sometimes or I do something awkward, and I just like allow myself to have that little like that little quality because <laughs> that's never gonna go amiss. Like that's never gonna be a bad thing and. Yeah, these situations are never gonna like define you e- either way. I
1: think I like that we have similar like things that we want to like do or accomplish because I feel like when you have when you have your own goals and you set yourself like certain things that you just want to they don't even have to be goals, just like ways you want to be or like things you want to level up in. Mm-hmm. But then you almost feel sometimes I think I get in my own head in terms of like demotivating myself or like trying to avoid like i'll have something that i want to do and then i always and then i find a reason to like avoid doing that said thing or switching my attention to something else that i find i think is probably easier or something that i could achieve quicker well
0: um, i think the way i've like because i was very much the same as well like i would kind of sometimes pull like things i wanted to do out of like a freaking magic hat like i wouldn't actually think about what why i wanted certain things in my life and what i've started to do recently is like because I'm quite a reflective person now, like, a lot of the things I want to do are because of, like, things I maybe don't want that I've already had or things I've experienced that I never want to experience again. And I think this thing about, like, trying to meet, not specifically just from, like, a hotel lobby, but, like, generally, like, the the goal as a whole is to have more, like, surround myself with, like, a lot better quality people. And that's just because of, like, the lack of that in the past. um And just being really like I don't know just being really clear about that this year I was kind of like look like the, the quality of people that I've surrounded myself with have resulted in like things in my life that I'm not like too happy about and there's a way I can change that and a tiny part of that is like making new connections with people who are like a couple levels above me and a way I can do that is obviously just like working in a hotel lobby but it's kind of drawn from like experiences of my own life if that makes sense yeah
1: but I think that comes down to like whenever you have a goal you have to have a purpose for it or like a why behind it otherwise it's gonna be really hard like throughout the year to keep pushing forward towards it because if you don't have that why and you don't have a strong like purpose or reason you're doing it then there's not much you can draw from to keep yourself at it and if it gets difficult or you realize that. Yeah, it's just harder than you thought it was gonna be to achieve. Then you still have that motivation to be like, no, but I'm doing it for this reason, and I think that's a pretty solid reason because the people in your life is so important. Like we've like touched on, and the, who you surround yourself with is is so key and it's so important to like when you get to our stage of life where you actually have no excuse to be surrounded by shitty people <laughs> like you're not confined except for work i guess but you're not confined to certain like environments and spaces 24/7 that you can very much like switch out like who you spend your time with that you don't and nobody's forcing you to spend your free time with certain people or
0: yeah a lot yeah, of the lot time. choice
1: yeah. yeah i feel like you in your adulthood you have a lot more choice with like who you're around and um the company you keep
0: and I think I think going back to what you said about like having a really strong purpose behind like what you choose to aspire to I think a really good way that I've used a couple of times when I've been like goal setting is the five why method and obviously there's five why's in the method but you can just keep asking yourself why as many times as you can get to the bottom of it but it's all about like if you have a goal you ask yourself like why you want that goal and you just keep asking yourself why until you get to like an absolute core reason but it requires you to be like quite honest with yourself because like for for example a lot of fitness goals of my own are down to like very personal like issues with my body and like the way I see myself and like my confidence and stuff so it's like it requires a level of vulnerability with yourself which hopefully isn't is like okay to make peace with because you're, you don't have to expose yourself like that to anyone else it's just more like you and like however you're documenting these goals but I've really liked that as like a method to try and find like a very strong purpose behind some of the goals um, that you want and I, I mean if you're stuck on like actually like what goals to actually set I feel like even finding like common goals or like a example goals and then using the why process to drill down whether you actually do relate to it or not or do want that in your life is like a good way to filter out some things for yourself as well but yes I think direction is super important and I'm really glad you mentioned that as well so that was a super interesting conversation about manifestation I think Farah obviously I feel like Farah is just like really like she well you like I feel like you can talk forever about it and it's really interesting to hear yeah (laughs) I know it's really interesting to hear about like your experience about it we can maybe go into like more detail in future episodes about like specific experiences because um, I find it so fascinating and I have been down many a rabbit hole on manifestation on online on YouTube and stuff but we hope you found this episode interesting and you know we hope that you had a lovely New Year's Eve period and that you are in like the midst of goal setting. I hope this helped kind of figuring out your purpose and getting some direction with those as well. Um don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we are on YouTube as well if you want to watch us in our new setup. Um new as of two episodes I think, but yeah. And that is us for this week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.